0: What's going on family? Happy Monday and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man GB Gerard Bonner and I hope that you are doing well. I hope you had a great weekend and believe it or not, it's the start of a brand new month. We are in the month of November. Some call it No Shave November. ECW used to call it November to Remember (sighs) Ha! it's the month where Starcade was born. It's the month of Survivor Series. It's a big wrestling month for sure. And of course, we've got big wrestling news for you. That's what we do. So of course, thank you as always for all of you who've been so kind and consistent in your support of the faction. It is wildly appreciated. Shout out to everybody who joins us on the socials at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you also for being so kind to us by subscribing to our podcast. Again, we are seeing the increase in numbers, and we appreciate all of our new followers, all of our new subscribers, and those who have been with us since day one. So there's a lot of news to get to, and normally on Mondays, we talk about the ratings for SmackDown and the ratings for AEW Rampage and those things. But there have been some other big ticket news items that have been happening that i think are important to talk about and let's start with perhaps the biggest news of all and that being ring of honor in case you haven't heard and we certainly posted this on our socials ring of honor has made a very interesting decision that's going to certainly take them into 2022 and end 2021 in a pretty unique way. So with that said, I want to go to a statement that they made that I think is going to really be telling when you consider all things connected to Ring of Honor. So Ring of Honor made a statement over the last few days and here's what they said. They said, quote, throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe and despite not producing any live events over 18 months, we were able to keep everyone fully contracted we now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our business operations and are planning a pivot for ring of honor with a new mission and strategy This year will culminate with a final battle in December, and we will be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine ROH. ROH is the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we appreciate their loyalty and patience as we reconceptualize Ring of Honor. We anticipate returning to live events in April for the Supercard of Honor with a new fan-focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. So on the surface, that sounds like Ring of Honor is about to take the first quarter off. With no wrestling as they reimagine the product. Now, that alone is wildly concerning, considering they just really returned back in July when the rest of the wrestling industry started bringing fans back. They went almost a year with no fans in attendance. They've had pay per views. They've done some things as Ring of Honor does. But now they see a need for change, and I just kind of want to. Read through some of this because what they told us was they did not fire anybody because of the pandemic. They were committed to continuing to pay people and honor their contracts during the pandemic but now they're no longer able to sustain that. And we have to consider this. This is really what a lot of businesses went through during the pandemic, and many of them were non-wrestling related businesses. However, in comma, there were several wrestling promotions that either fully shut down operations during the pandemic, or they weren't able to continue to pay people, et cetera, et cetera, because there was no money coming in. If we're completely honest, this is why being a larger organization like WWE or AEW uh, really becomes a significant space because it affords you the opportunity to keep people on during a pandemic or during low income spaces if you remember the nwa not only did they stop operations but they encouraged many of their superstars to pursue other opportunities be it in other organizations be the independent promotions or larger promotions and that's why we started to see an nwa influx into places like impact or aew or wwe Think about guys like Ricky Starks, superstars like Thunder Rosa and several others. We even saw the NWA Women's World Championship defended in AEW when it wasn't even being defended in the NWA. So it's not foreign that wrestling companies could not operate during the pandemic if you were certainly a smaller company that did not have the kinds of financial capital that say AEW or WWE had. Now this is where Ring of Honor became different because they had the capital to sustain the contracts of those that were signed. What they're telling us is after 18 months of continuing to put out money, and really not getting much back because they weren't doing live events, they're in a position where they can't do that anymore. So they have to cease operations for what they believe will be three months. And I say what they believe will be three months, because I don't know if three months is going to be enough time to, number one, recuperate what funds were being lost. If, in fact, you're completely cutting your product, you're not airing it on television, that means, you know, I don't know what income they're going to be having. Then the idea of reshaping the product. I'm going to tell you what immediately came to mind when I saw that. It made me think of NXT 2.0. If you remember, NXT in its origin was supposed to be developmental. And then when Triple H got his hands on it and it moved to the WWE network, it moved from being solely developmental to being a legitimate third brand, which could kind of be considered WWE's indie brand. A lot of Ring of Honor talent was signed, a lot of Lucha Underground talent was signed, a lot of Impact talent was signed. And much of those signings came because WWE obviously was building the NXT brand. The NXT brand became the brand of WWE for the hardcore wrestling fan. And we've had this discussion several times here on the podcast. When WWE made the decision to change what they were doing to go from being a situation of Hardcore wrestling to sports entertainment, that's when NXT 2.0 was birthed. We also have to cite that they looked at NXT's ratings when compared to AEW Dynamite and said we need to make a change now if you look at the ring of honor product ring of honor has consistently been a pure wrestling product they've not really leaned in the direction of sports entertainment though there is some entertainment involved they have really prided themselves on being pure wrestlers in fact that's why they brought the pure championship back so You got to understand that a product like Ring of Honor was never really designed for the casual fringe wrestling fan. Here's the other side of this that I think could be challenging for them. Ring of Honor uh, is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. Sinclair Broadcasting has a network of stations all across this country. That obviously made TV for them very easy. If you're owned by a TV conglomerate, then you end up on those stations. Where that became problematic for the wrestling fan, though, is a lot of that wrestling for Ring of Honor was in syndication, right? So as opposed to Impact, AEW, WWE, where you're airing on a nationwide cable network or there's one general place where all of your fans can find you, fans can't find Ring of Honor. They can't. You have to look at your local listings or you can go to Fight TV if you feel like doing Fight TV and checking things out there. So when you don't have a consistent place for fans to come and meet and watch your product and know that you're gonna be airing on TBS at 6.05 Eastern on Saturdays, then there's no place for fans to find you, and then there's no place for fans to continue to rock with you. So, I've always believed that Ring of Honor needed a deal that was bigger than Sinclair. Will that happen with this new situation? I don't know. Does reorganizing or reimagining Ring of Honor mean that the Ring of Honor we knew will be no more? I don't know, but here's the other piece of the conversation that wasn't mentioned in that announcement that has incredible weight. And that is that they will not be renewing the contracts of any of their superstars going into 2022. They will do their final tapings this month in November. They'll have their final battle pay-per-view in December. Nobody's contract will be renewed. Everyone under contract will get to finish out the year. They are, however, able to work anywhere they want immediately. Okay, so this is is a whole new situation. Not only are they suspending operations for three months, but they have basically released all of their talent. So it now bodes the question, what becomes of Ring of Honor when we get to 2022? Add to that, their library is apparently on sale. At one point, WWE was considered a buyer, but I'm told that Sinclair's price was too high. I don't know if that will change with this announcement aew in my opinion i think should be all over this library simply because the birth of aew happened in ring of honor and if they are now able to access those things that changes the game for aew allows them to have a streaming component which let's also consider this roh had a streaming component. It was Honor Club. With that, fans were able to access their entire library, and that makes a big difference, okay? So, yeah, this is interesting and a major wrinkle in the sport of pro wrestling because if Ring of Honor is no more, And if Ring of Honor becomes like Impact or becomes a mini WWE, personally, I don't know what they need to reimagine. I like the fact that with Ring of Honor, we knew what we were getting with pro wrestling. Now, could it be done on a larger scale? I think so. They certainly spent time over the last year working on production elements, which is important. But I believe they need to be on a cable station that we as wrestling fans can find. AEW is proof that we can have another wrestling organization on cable and we'll watch. The question is, can Ring of Honor bring us a product that would compete in the space with WWE, AEW, and Impact? And I mentioned those three specifically because they all have a home on cable TV. I want to get your thoughts on this news this huge news of ring of honor and these additional details that we've been sharing because quite frankly it is a major piece of news i've known dylan since he was 15 i've known what a crazy fanatic he's been he never just went and played what are you doing Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy, because at the end of the day, Wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were gonna start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But that I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were going to be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perceptions, reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm going to do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen? To the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here and there is a U There will always be the S-H-W. a reminder again that you can check out the SHW documentary Hold Your Fork in a lot of places you can check it out on Facebook you can check it out on YouTube and you can check it out now on IWTV and speaking of IWTV our huge anniversary show Still Here 3 is now available on IWTV so you can go there check it out independentwrestling.tv if you're not signed up you can sign up using the promo code SHW and get your first five days for free so that's pretty important I hope you'll check that out, and if you're in the Atlanta area this Friday, we do it again, SHW 33. It's going to be amazing. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. We'll be calling the action. And I hope to see you there. So a couple of other interesting pieces of news. I mentioned AEW perhaps purchasing the Ring of Honor library. Well, it just so happens that they've announced that there's going to be an AEW streaming service coming in 2022. Ring announcer Tony Schiavone announced during a recent session of his podcast, Ask Tony Live, that he thinks that AEW will be moving to a streaming service at some point in the future. He says, quote, I think we're going to see a streaming service. This is my thought. I don't know anything for sure. Just by talking to people there's going to be a streaming service by the end of 2022. He also mentioned how he heard from people within Warner media that AEW will eventually be a part of the HBO max library, which I think is going to be significant. He goes on to say, quote, I remember asking somebody in the front office, not Tony Khan. Are we going to be on HBO max? They said, yeah, until they want to come up with a lot more money. I think we're going to end up getting our own streaming service. So right now, Tony Shivani, if we're completely honest, is just kind of throwing things out there in terms of what could be an option but the idea of AEW having its own streaming service makes a lot of sense. And I think it's important that we remember that if they are a part of HBO Max, that's a massive win for them for a few reasons. Number one, unlike the WWE Network, they don't have to figure out their own infrastructure. All they have to do is provide content and AEW is putting out a lot of content now I've heard some people say that they don't have enough content to do a streaming service well here's the cool thing about a streaming service you start with something right I go back to the days of BET when BET was first forming and a lot of people probably don't remember that they had a handful of shows and they had videos right music videos so they would re-air some of those shows etc 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 Here's what's really different about being a part of a streaming service like HBO Max. You're not required to have continuous content airing. So you add new content, you add elements to your library. I think this is a really big possibility. Look at what the WWE Network has done with Peacock. Now, let me just say, I am a bigger fan of the WWE's independent network versus when they hopped onto Peacock. But by hopping onto Peacock, it created a lot of ease for them to just deliver content versus them creating the infrastructure to support the content. So with that said, consider this. AEW has two full years of Dynamite episodes that they could easily re-air. They also have at least 10 pay-per-views, if we're remembering that, right? So that can go on there. If they wanted to take episodes of BTE, being the elite, they could put them there. But I think it also creates space for them to create new content. They are master storytellers with incredible production value. So they could do that and it could make sense. Again, we're talking by the end of 2022. So there are all sorts of opportunities for them. So what do you think about the idea of AEW having their own streaming service, be that with HBO Max or independently? Let us know your thoughts on the socials. Before we go, we wanna send some love out to WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who has been diagnosed with prostate cancer. Now he shared on a video on Instagram uh, his diagnosis. He also has undergone surgery, which he did over the weekend. He said he's been living with the illness now for a couple of months and uh, his procedure went well. He's resting. Certainly our thoughts and prayers are with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. If we remember just about a week or so ago, we found out that Jim Ross is now battling skin cancer. Listen, we hate cancer all the way around. And we certainly want these amazing pillars of the wrestling industry to be healed and to be in a good space because we don't want to lose anybody else all right so this week we'll be having more content coming your way so stay connected to what we're doing here at the faction lots of ideas floating around for some cool things and if you have anything you want us specifically to talk about hit us up on the socials at the faction show and let us know now in the world of wwe we'll be on the road to survivor series of course we'll be seeing a lot of that kicking off tonight on monday night raw and all throughout the week We didn't talk about Halloween Havoc at all, but congratulations to several new champions, including Toxic Attraction, who now holds both the women's tag titles and the women's singles title in NXT. It's the first championship for Mandy Rose, and it's the first time that a female competitor who has graduated from Tough Enough has actually won a championship. That's pretty significant if you consider it and if you even remember Tough enough. So congratulations to Mandy Rose. Very interesting to see what's going to be happening there in NXT 2.0. All right, we're gonna get out of here. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day today. Love on somebody, tag a wrestling fan, invite them to what we're doing here at the faction show. So until next time, representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman John Murray, my name is GB Gerard Bonner, and this is the Faction i yeah.